Breadbox Media Programming is brought to you by Jack Kane Ford. Find your next Ford Tough vehicle at KaneFord.com. Woodhill Community Center. Have a hand in the heart of the city. Support their mission with your donations at WoodhillCommunityCenter.org. Toyota in Nicholasville Superstore. Online consultants are standing by right now to help you find your next Toyota. Visit ToyotaOnNicholasville.com. Lexus of Lexington, home of the best-selling Lexus IS. Find yours today at LexusOfLexington.com. Introducing the redesigned CatholicSingles.com, featuring new ways that put the spotlight on the person and their faith, not just a profile picture. For the past 20 years, faithful Catholics have used CatholicSingles.com, and the reimagined CatholicSingles.com website is ready to help single Catholics take the next step in sharing meaningful relationships with other faithful Catholics. Remember, CatholicSingles.com, for faith, fellowship, and love. Chicken in on finesse. Willing the good of There's a summit going on in North Korea, and Vanguard, the people that started an index fund, are saying you shouldn't use an index fund. All that and more coming at you on Chuck and Ann on Finance, brought to you by IIE Financial. IIE Financial, willing the good of another. Visit us online at IIEFinancial.com or call the offices today, 832 832- Nine five three four nine nine eight. That's eight three two nine five three four nine nine eight. Well, I have been a lone, sad, lonely man for the last week. You weren't even here all week. You missed. I had. I mean, I had stories like you wouldn't believe. Really, mega road trip. <clears throat> it is. What it's a. I tell you, it is. It's a mega road trip. We actually. Um, uh, hi, you know, uh, here's here's a little peek behind the curtain. We are actually pre-recording on Saturday for Monday and Tuesday show because we're going to be in the woods uh, Monday and Tuesday camping uh, in the Smoky Mountains. And when we say camping, I mean like real camping because I don't think that this like pull a giant RV into the woods is camping. I'm, I'm sorry. It's just not. It doesn't count. That's glamping. No. Mm, yeah. Yeah. And I don't do well with, well, and did I, don't, I didn't tell the story last week about what happened on our first camping trip. So on this re- massive road trip that we're on, we stopped at this in, uh, in Mammoth Caves in Kentucky and we went camping. And uh, I told Annie I'd go get more firewood. And, she, and uh, you know, we, we went out earlier in the night. We got firewood, but I didn't bring a hatchet. And so I thought, well, I'll just break the wood myself. And I broke. Which was going well when you were picking dead wood up off the, the ground. Right. Then I decided, hey, look at this. I'm going to pull a tree stump out from the ground, which I did. Mm-hmm. I pulled a tree stump out from the ground. And I decided I was going to just knock off all the dead pieces and maybe clear off the mud from the from the roots and so I thought I would just you know swing a stump at a tree you know what happens ricochet for every action there's an equal and opposite reaction and unfortunately <laughs> that e- that equal and opposite reaction was a reaction to my face 
So I, um, it's been two weeks now, a little over two weeks, and I've still got a swollen face. So, you know, those things happen. But at least you didn't lose an eye or break your nose or lose teeth. That's true. I could, I could have done that. So, um, but you know, it was fun, but we were, I was out, I was at it all alone last week as we had a pretty interesting week in the markets. Uh, it was, it was a fairly strong week especially for the mid-cap stocks. The mid-cap stocks were really the the leader of the entire markets. They were the ones that went up uh, that went up the most followed by the Nasdaq. Now that's typically a pretty bullish uh, signal when that occurs. And we did get a little bit of a pullback on Thursday uh, and Friday I kind of felt like it was going to come back down and it didn't. So all in all, it was a pretty strong week, but there's a lot of unknowns uh, heading into this week. And, and really, you know, stock market investors are, you know, they, they're, they're bracing for a week packed with the Fed news, uh, the European Central Bank, and then obviously what's happening in North Korea. Yeah, the stock market bulls brushed off an escalation in trade tensions and an awkward at best start to a summit meeting of world leaders in the past week. And not just world leaders. I heard that Dennis Rodman is going to the North Korea summit. Well, you know, (laughs) when we think about those that help really represent our country, Dennis Rodman. Well, he and Un are like BFFs, so I hear. Yeah, Mm -hmm. well, you know. Yeah. He knows how to pick them. Yeah. Well, anyway. And anyway, but so the so the G7 summit, uh, the G7 summit, President Trump left early because he is going to uh, to North Korea to have the uh, to have the meetings with President Kim Jong Un of the People's Republic of North Korea. And so this is very, very much in the news. And it's I, I think it's I think it's going to scare the investors. I actually feel like we're going to have a down week this week, even though we have we've come to a brand new all time high in the Nasdaq. The Russell, uh, the small cap stocks have rallied up. I think that we're going to have a down week this week overall, uh, and I think it's going to be tough for the for the markets to kind of continue that that higher move uh, that higher movement. And and a lot of it is coming down to not just to what's happening with you know with uh, with with North Korea as well as the, the the Fed, but we've also got excuse me not 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 just North Korea. We also have the Fed. So the Fed members are you know they're virtually certain to raise the Fed's funds rate by about a quarter of a of a percentage point. Now, but we know this. This will be the second hike of 2018 when they conclude their two day meeting on Wednesday, right? I mean, and we know that this year is going to hold three definite. And then possibly a fourth, right? Yeah, and so you know when you look at all that's all that's happening, uh, you know there's there's a lot of people that that would say which one's going to be the the more important, um, you know whether it's going to be North Korea or or whether it's going to be. Uh, the Fed, the Fed meeting. Yeah, I think the Fed will be more important because of the kind of leadership we're seeing from the U.S. markets again. But there's also the the ECB that could be also um, an interesting player this week. Yeah, and the ECB, for those of you who don't know, is the is the European Central Bank, and the European Central Bank is is our Fed, right? They they decide what they're going to do with bond rates in Europe and. You know, bond rates in Europe shouldn't really affect us too much, but more and more they have been. And the reason they have been is because we're seeing some some strength in the U.S. dollar, which is a lot of weakness in the other currencies. Well, that weakness in the other currencies, last week we saw the euro 
gain a little bit uh, and and seeing the euro gain against a dollar if we see that these countries coming out of the G7 meeting have a really, really, they really want to, I don't know, stick it to us at some point because they they feel like we're backing out of deals or whatever it is, then we could see our dollar take a bit of a hit. And if our dollar takes a bit of a hit, um, you know, that actually is not necessarily a bad thing for our economy. It's not necessarily a bad thing for our equities markets. If the dollar goes down, uh, then oftentimes larger companies, more multinationally based companies will actually benefit because where they're making money in yen or pounds or uh, I almost said lira, <laughs> mm, <laughs> where they're making it's been a while. Yeah, I know <laughs> where they're making money in pen, yen or pound or euros or 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 uh, uh, Deutschmarks. No, it don't have those anymore either. No. Anyway, well, they make money internationally. And when they repatriate that money, meaning they bring it back into the U.S. because they announce their earnings in dollars. Well, when the dollar goes down. Think about this for a minute. Let's say that you sell a refrigerator. Let's say you're GE and you sell a refrigerator here in the U.S. for 100, let me make the numbers nice and round, for 500 U.S. dollars. So you sell a refrigerator here in the U.S. for 500 U.S. dollars. After expenses and all the cost, let's say that it brings 100 U.S. dollars of profit to the bottom line. Make sense? Mm-hmm. Okay. You sell the same refrigerator in Europe. Now, that same refrigerator that you sell in Europe, you sell for 500 euros. And those 500 euros, when you do the conversion, are $700. Great. So you've got more expenses by doing it overseas. Let's say you make the same $100 here in the U.S. after all your costs come back. Because your, your, the, the 500 euros that you sold it for convert to $700. Well, if the dollar loses value, here's what effect that has on GE or companies like that. If the dollar goes down in value and they sell that same refrigerator, exact same fridge, no more bells, no more whistles, same fridge. They sell it for 500 euros. They don't raise the price. They still sell it for 500 euros. And the euro is then repatriated back into the dollar. Instead of it being $700 because the dollar's worth less, now it's $750. So now that is a is $750 that 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 they basically sold that fridge for and so now their profit instead of being $100 is 150. So they've seen an increase of profit on a product sold internationally due to a weaker dollar. Yeah, weaker dollar just makes our goods more appealing to uh, from international people. And what we've seen over the course of the past eh call it year and a half, is that our dollar is continuing to, to rise and the strength of our dollar is continuing to rise. But, you know, there's there's a lot of people out there that just think that there is something lurking out there that's going to scare the market away. And, and if you open up the news, it's actually pretty bad news this weekend uh, on the market in general after having a pretty strong week. But there was an interview with Blackstone's Byron Wayne. Um, and he says that in uh, this was on MarketWatch.com. He says investors enjoying a recent rally in the market shouldn't get too comfortable. Yeah, he says, my feeling is that there's something lurking out there, Carl, that is going to upset the market and is probably a geopolitical event, maybe the upcoming North Korea summit. And so he was speaking with Carl Quintanilla at the time on CNBC Mm -hmm. when he said that. And, and, you know, 
the the VIX, the volatility index, has gone up a little bit. Um, it hit its lowest level since last January this week. But if we do see the market even weaken a little bit, we're going to see that fear index get significantly higher. So, at, you know, as we head into this week, a couple of the things just kind of to consider is what happens in, in my portfolio if the market takes a big tumble, right? I'm not saying that it will. As a matter of fact, I'd say that there's not a strong case that it will, you know, come back down. But if in case it does, what is your action plan, right? Let's say that we have a 25% market correction over the course of the next three weeks. Do you have a plan for that, right? What if we get a 50% correction over the next 18 months? Do you have a plan for that? Uh, Everybody has a plan for if it keeps going up, they just stay in the thing, right? But what happens if it keeps going down? You know, we hear this thing about, well, the, the indexes will always go up over time. And there's some, there's some interesting comments uh, that have come up about that. So we're going to cover that. Uh, we're going to cover that here in a little bit and talk about, you know, uh, why the indexing is uh, there's some people that are a little bit scared of it. So thank, uh, thank, thank, thank Vanguard for, for make, creating the index fund. And now they're putting some doubt in people's minds. So let's take our attention to the news headlines of the week. You know, every week we like to take a look at the news headlines. And this week... We have nude news. Hey, you, you, you are... <laughs> uh, I, I had a setup in my brain that was going to be I legendary. I couldn't help it. The but story now, is awesome. But now people are like, they're salivating. Oh, maybe they're not. <laughs> no, I would not. I think they that. just turned the dial. No. No, we... Um, so our road trip has included... 13 states. It'll be 13 states in three, in three weeks, weeks when it's all said and done. Mm-hmm. Um, but included in there is my hometown. My hometown of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, which has been called by many Northeasterners Pennsylvania, but it's not. It is a civilized, great city. Mostly. No, not mostly. It's mostly. awesome. It's awesome. <laughs> Our sports teams are great. And we have a lot of runners. There's lots of runners in the city of Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. Because it's very hilly and they like to run uh, because, you know, the winter's terrible for most of the year. But in the summer, there's lots of people who like to get out and run. Well, they typically run with their clothes on. But this story on KDKA News uh, comes from KDKA which is the CBS uh, affiliate in in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, two days in a row, a man was running in his birthday suit. And not one man over two days. No, no, no. This two was different men. Two different men in over, two days. In two days. So let's just, let's just break this down. The first man uh, said that he was beaten up and his clothes were stolen and he was running home. Now, he wasn't just running, you know, down the street. No, 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 no. He was running across a bridge over a river into a tunnel to Grandma's house. It sounds like he's going to Grandma's house. But no, he was running across an eight-lane highway. I mean, where he was running, there no one lives around there. Well, I mean, Mount Washington, you know, there's a suburb called Mount Washington up there. but And you have to go across the river to get there. Mm-hmm. But... Um, he was running but on the far. highway. It's not close. It's far. Not close. So he was running across the highway in the nude, 
And it was captured on Instagram. And so he was taken into police custody. He's running across the bridge. Yeah. Well, that's a highway bridge. Yeah. It's like, and and this is not like a, like, like, like the Pittsburgh San Jacinto is a, is a cute little river. Yeah. This is a river. Mm-hmm. Right? I mean, it's yeah, a long Pittsburgh bridge. Yeah, Pittsburgh is the city of bridges. It's so, an enormous bridge. No, he was okay. But then, and so that, you know, and I, and I happened to come across that on, I think it was Facebook that I, that I had seen it, that I came across it. And it was interesting. And I thought, oh, well, that's, that's kind of weird. But. And tragic know, if it's true. What's track? Oh, that he got beat up? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't really care. I just care that it was a naked man running down the street. <laughs> but then it happened a second time. Two days in a row, another man. Now, this guy was apparently high as a kite. But he dropped down to his skivvies and they and they catch him running down the street. Now, here's, okay, on Carson Street. Yeah, on like the main drag of... Of, of Pittsburgh's south side. Now, here's what I like best it's about like the story. It's like where the cool kids go to... Here's what I like best about the story. I think that news, me, local news media outlets, and if you're a member of the local news media, I ain't hating, I love you, you always find the worst people to interview. The worst people to interview. So they interview a guy who's who's outside of a storefront where, where, the, where the naked man had run, and they interview this guy, and this guy's full-on thick Pittsburgh accent, and not really completing a full sentence or using half of the alphabet. Yeah, he's like, he's like, we, well, I came out, and this, and this guy came down a road, and I was like, whoa, whoa, he's naked, and and then the cops came. And it was crazy. Really, really, that's that's the best you could do, <laughs> editor. <laughs> Oh, it's hilarious. But anyway, so news of the weird this week is all about nudity. That's all. That's that's all I had to say. So I'm thinking about going for a run now. Houston gets hot, so I don't know. Maybe I should. Uh, maybe I should just drop the drawers, go for a run in Kingwood. I think that's a terrible idea. I think it's a great idea. All right, let's switch to a new. Let's switch to a new uh, topic, and this is an opinion article on MarketWatch.com, and it says why indexing will fail investors in the coming dismal decade for stocks. Coming dismal decade for stocks. Now, I would like to add, this is an opinion article. It is not a fact. It's an opinion article. Um, but this is by uh, Niles Jensen, Niles Jensen on MarketWatch.com. And he says that stock investors are now in an environment where the benign bullish conditions of the past 35 years are highly unlikely to be repeated. Uh, he says passive index investing will at best deliver, at best deliver zero to five percent annually over the next few wait for it wait for it decades decades so he's saying that the that that the u.s stock market is going to return zero to five percent over the next few decades um what what do you think about that i think that's a little pessimistic um i think it is um but you know i think the what, what we've seen so far, like we had that that pretty big pullback in January at the beginning of February, and we're still um, we still haven't exceeded the highs, right? No, no, not you in the S and P. The Nasdaq we have, in, but the yeah, S and P still we've just still we've just out. eclipsed eclipsed that in the Nasdaq. 
So just from a time perspective, I think, you know, like if you're not, if you're not, if you, if you don't have a plan, then you've sort of wasted four months. Yeah, no, no question. And that's one of the things that, you know, we tried to do with a lot of our clients was move them to more yield based products after we saw, okay, this thing's chopping around. Right. It's, right. it's still got market uh, direction tied to it, but it's yield based products. Well, mm-hmm. The- and I think too we have we definitely have um, the retirement of the baby boomers. Yeah, right? that's one of the six. He talks about six big things that are that are huge in there, and and number one, he talks about the end of the super debt cycle, meaning that um, we've been servicing this mountain of debt, which ties up more capital, which could be used to enhance productivity. And his point is that we're gonna we're gonna start to really eat into our debt and put less money into productivity. But then number two is that baby boomers part. Yeah, across the the member nations of the Organization for Economic Cooperation and Development, 150 million people will retire in the next 15, 15 years, a trend that'll have massive implications worldwide. And um, being that the fact that GDP equals workforce plus productivity, we're in for, I think, a rude awakening. And and one of the things about that is that the, the workforce is going to shrink. And we're seeing that. I mean, think about millennials who are not getting married. They're not having children. I was just in New Jersey visiting family. And my aunt was telling me that my 29-year-old cousin is having a bring your parents to work day. Yay! And I said, well, that's why, I mean, you're having a bring your parents to work day because millennials are not having kids. Right. Well, and we're not even the worst affected country. Yeah. Japan sure. is worse than we are. Yeah. Um, Japan is worse than us, frankly, because their their culture was so focused on work that they didn't make time to make babies. Mm-hmm. I wish I had some cool music to play in the background when I said that. <laughs> no, but it's serious. I mean, you know, the 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 family is a is the central thing that binds society, and when it's shrinking or declining, you know, at the rates that it is, who's going to pay for all these people who are retiring? We yeah. just have a shrinking workforce. Well, it's a huge problem. The, the third thing on his list is is the declining spending power of the middle class. So the middle class in America has got less spending power now than they have in a long time. And the reason for that is because costs have outpaced wages, uh, especially in things that don't get counted in. Uh, in with GDP, right? Or excuse me, with CPI, Consumer Price Index. So uh, when you've got food going up faster than wages, that's going to be a problem. Uh, I, I think there's a huge, a huge opportunity for for people if they understand how to spend effectively. Um, but the middle class spending is is getting worse. But it's not just the U.S. indexes because there are, you know, the the major driver for US economic force for over 150 years has been energy right mm-hmm. even go all the way back to go all the way back to the industrial revolution it's energy and you know number 5 on his list is the death of fossil fuels yeah coal and natural gas are eventually will will eventually be phased out um, but as they're almost exclusively used for heating and transportation um, the chemical industry uses 20 to 25 percent of all oil and, primarily and, to plus producing plastic products. Yeah. And, and when we look at, 
you know, the people are driving electric cars. Nuclear powers is is starting to get a lot uh, a lot more. You know, there's the 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 loss of fossil fuels is going to have a big impact, as well as the rise of what happens in Asia. Asia is growing very very fast, and uh, and I think that that the other side is is there's uh, there tends to be a mean reversion theory, and we've gone up so far. He believes that we're going to come back down. So. Yeah. I'm not so sure that I agree with zero to half a zero to five percent stock market growth for the next few decades. I think that's a little bit pessimistic. However, I think that no matter what it is, you got to have some sort of a plan set up for it. You got to have some sort of a of a structure in place. If you want to learn more about what your plan might look like, or you just want to or you just want to talk about it, give me a call. Uh, our office number is eight three two nine five three four nine nine eight. That's eight three two nine five three four nine nine eight. I hope you enjoyed today's uh, today's show. I look forward to talking to you again real soon. Have a good one. IIE Financial is an investment advisor representative with Symphony Financial, a registered investment advisor. Charles Fulkerson is an investment advisor representative with IIE Financial and Symphony Financial, LTD Co. Annie Fulkerson is not registered nor affiliated with Symphony Financial. Opinions expressed on this program do not necessarily reflect those of Symphony Financial. The topics discussed and opinions given are not intended to address the specific needs of any listener. IIE Financial does not offer legal or tax advice. Listeners are encouraged to discuss their financial needs with the appropriate professional regarding your individual circumstance. Redbox Media Programming is brought to you by... We want to help others, especially in places of strife, such as the Holy Land where Christianity is dwindling by the day. But how to help? Here's an easy way. Buying products through the Holy Land gift shop. Every product you purchase at myfranciscan.org shop helps Christians support their families and stay in the Holy Land. Olive wood, embroidery, spices, and many more authentic products from the Holy Land are available right now at myfranciscan.org shop. The Holy Land gift shop, bringing the Holy Land home. Thank you for listening to Breadbox Media. Find more about us at breadboxmedia.com.